Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Great stuff from the Sarder Heyman text line. Thanks for everyone for tuning in, engaging with us. Keep your Nebraska basketball thoughts rolling in here. Strick, let's start here. Nebraska has PBA that it plays at. It's the home venue. Also has the Hendricks practice facility. Does Nebraska need to practice in PBA more? I don't know the schedule as well as you probably do, but does Nebraska need to be at its home gym getting more shots up instead of the practice facility? Um, I, they they may you know it may be worthy of of scheduling just a little bit of time over there. Um, um, I, I'm not aware if they do their shoot arounds over there or not. Um, but but here like 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 we've talked about, <clears throat> we're all collegiate players aspiring to become professionals. Um, you've got a you've got a rim. <laughs> <laughs> whether you go on the road, whether whatever the case may be, same height, same distance, it's all the same. It, it, the lighting may be different, um, something like that. I mean, it could help, but look, you, you gotta you gotta just step up and stroke balls. I, I think probably what's most disappointing for me is that when you, when you get even right now, like if I was to go out warmed up, got got some time with open looks. I can I can still hit seven eight out of ten mm-hmm. from three. Seven definitely still from pro. Like I can I and not sh- I mean I haven't shot in <laughs> months and I could still do that right right. So I'm 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 thinking about it like these young like like okay another example I used to tell when I was coaching at Bellevue West, um I was coaching at college at New Mexico Highlands, and I used to they used to think I was crazy the players and I tell them you guys don't really shoot I said I I I said I can outshoot any of you right here right now and just give me a few minutes to warm up and every time I'd beat them there's a couple people that came close but they're not really shooters I really don't know how much time that is really put in on on shooting like I'm telling you man it was before, it was after. I never started at the three-point. That's one of the things I see I with young players, ask. too. I never came into the gym and started at the three-point line. It, it was always under the basket, work out with some dribbles, and then I get to three. Mm-hmm. And then I found a rhythm, hit some free throws. Now I've got a rhythm, and then we're able to go. I, I, I just don't really know how much real time that they're putting in, in, in shooting. Yeah, they may do some shooting drills after, but, man, I'm telling you, with Hubert Davis and Reggie, I got to watch those guys who were pure shooters, and I said, yeah, I want to be where you guys are at. Because there's a difference between getting shots up and working on shooting. Exactly. Think, right? Exactly. What is, what is that difference? It, it's, 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 one, it's doing it when you're tired. Because when you, okay. when you don't want – like, it's easy to come in there and fresh and, you know, get it up, get it in. It's when you're tired. That's when you're stressing yourself, and you're you're still doing some conditioning after the conditioning. Like the so you're sh- going to be tired down to eight guys. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's it's understanding those dynamics and understanding that that's going to happen in a game. It's simulating really what the game is um, after the game, right? 
um, or after the practice. And so that's that's what I'm not. I don't. I don't. I can't say I'm not seeing, but I just wonder. Let me just say that because you're not seeing it on the court, what else can you do but wonder? Right. What's going on? Because you know, I'm sure it's one thing you know, shoot from the gun, right? You get it kicked back out to your feet or set. But like you said, where are you starting? You're starting with your form. Are you starting with your feet in the same spot every time? Mm-hmm. Working on that consistency of, you know, spot-up shooting is so much easier than off-the-dribble shooting. It just is. There are fewer moving pieces. Right. But regardless of whether you're spotting up or taking off the dribble, you got to start with your feet, right? Right. It, work from the ground up. Right. Right. Yeah, so, so like you said, it's bad footwork. It's, it's not being ready. We always talk about, I mean, one, that was one of the things that great Kiki Vanderway who was not the most athletic, but he was one of the guys that could get his shot off in multiple ways, and it was because of his footwork. So he taught me that. It's getting around, getting square, getting on balance. It's 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 putting yourself in a position to be able to maximize. Shooting on the way up, not on the way down. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're tired, you tend to hold the ball. It's, it's understanding all these little things about uh, shooting and technique that, you know, sometimes they're not – they don't – have the time or take the time to teach how much of it too is knowing yourself as a shooter the spots you like what you need to work on you know to stay consistent with what you're good at and improving how much of that is video seeing the differences between when you're fresh and you're tired well um what 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 i used to watch video for especially game to game situation to situation understanding what our offensive our offense is what we're going to be running this these these sets and series of sets we're going to be running and watching film, seeing how they defend it, seeing if they're going to down it, seeing how they're covering uh, the screens. Are they going over? Are they going under? And working on those types of shots, not just shooting, but the types of shots that are going to be available to you, presented to you in a game. That's what you're. That's what you practice on, and it's not the same shot depending on the offense that you run. It's depending on how they're going to guard you or how they've they've shown themselves to guard you. And then when you're sitting on the bench or you're in the game, and you're like, okay, they're doing something different. That means okay, my shot may be better at this position as opposed to that one. And it's just making these little mental notes and adjustments throughout a game that then you can you can toggle in. That's why I was hoping C.J. Wiltshire would would be able to do from the bench is just really watch, observe, see what they're doing, see how they're guarding, see where you're going to be able to – so you can get comfortable in your mind of knowing that these shots are going to present themselves. Right, because offense is about getting comfortable, getting in that, that rhythm. Defense is about making them uncomfortable to throw mm-hmm. that rhythm off. Uh, we're keeping the Nebraska basketball discussion going. Keep chiming in with your thoughts here on the Honda Lincoln I, Hotline, Sarder Heyman text line, 402-464-5685. I have one for you. Tom Stevens uh, reached out to me via text. Uh, Tom, great show on Sunday, you know, him and Mike Melby, uh, check them out. Um, Tom says, when we're talking about the big man situation, who is those, those types of guys? He said, Vincent Hamilton, he was like the quiet mouse, you know, but he would bang on you and just let, you know, let you know it by running down and then blocking your shot the next time down. <laughs> he really wouldn't tell you about it. Silent assassin. Yeah, but he was a big 12 player of the year. Uh, Derek Chandler was definitely one of those guys, uh, that was a man, man inside, um, sometimes we call them brick hands, you know what I'm saying? Because we would hit them with a dime and you had to know how to pass the ball to Derek Chandler. Like you, you had to know, okay, I can give it to Derek here. You cannot give it to them there. You know what I mean? You had to really uh-huh. understand when to give Derek the ball. Mikey Moore was definitely that guy. Uh, Tom says as well, Tony Farmer was a phenomenal, 
I wish we could have kept him. Uh, he didn't leave. And then Dave Hoppin. I don't know about Rich King. Uh, Rich was still a little, um, you know, Safa's Cottonelle at times to me. But uh, <laughs> Dave definitely that. And then Alex Marich was one that was pretty strong. Yep, we had a, a texter say Alex Marich as well. Definitely offensively. I don't know enough about him defensively. But, yeah, if you can put up 40 points as a back-to-the-basket post player, you got to be good at what you yeah. do. Someone said Ed Morrow Jr. was a dog. Sure. Yeah, solid player. Another guy that I think could have had a role at Nebraska. Here's a wild card pick for you, Strike. Didn't have a fantastic Nebraska career, not going to get a lot of headlines because of the teams he played on. Dubio KK. Oh, wow. Built like, you know, a brick outhouse. Yeah, yeah. Like, Yo, yeah. He would foul, you know, 20 times a game. Lucky to get called for four or five wow. a game. Lob threat. Rim deterrent. You brought that out the woodworks. Okay, I, I see you. That's a template of a guy I'd like to see more of. If you could refine someone like that, I think there was a workable player there. Yeah. I mean, guys like Shibwe, guys mm-hmm. like, um, uh, shoot, oh, man, I'm trying to think. You know, those guys are still valuable. They have to be. You know, like to me, Mikey Moore was like Tyson Chandler. You know, just Ooh. wiry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's still room for guys like that. That this is what they do. Specialty. Um, um, Martin. Um, gosh darn it, his son plays right now. Um, help me, uh, like, sorry, him and text K- line. Caleb and Cody Martin's. Dad? No, no, no. Uh, uh, um, Kenyon. Kenyon Martin. Kenyon Martin. Okay. Kenyon yep, Martin. Agent. Yep. Cajun. There's there's still room for guys like Kenyon Martin. Uh, DePriest was a silent assassin. DePriest, the Willie in the text line, DePriest would get you on the box and work you out with that big butt. DePriest was like, to me, was like uh, Mark Aguirre. He like get you down Ooh. there and he hit you with that big butt and he spin on you and drop you off. He wasn't really going to elevate and drop you off. He would hit the long arms. He could reach dunk it, but he wasn't no high flying, just going to bang on you like that. But yeah, he was, he was like that. I love DePriest Owens. Uh, shout out. DP uh, deal. Um, I say Craig on the text line has this to say too. In this day of NIL, Nebraska either cares about basketball or not. We got to pick one. A cut and dry. Buy a big man. Cop up five hundred k in a house for his family. If you pay, they'll come. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think I, I really do think Fred is really trying to um, up the stakes in Annie and the NIL department. Um, I've talked to him on multiple occasions in, in the off season, and he's hitting the road. He's out there going, trying to to really get guys to buy in. Um, I don't know the success that he's having, but, yeah, I know he's trying. I can't say that. Uh, Justin says Terrence Badgett, guy you talked about, and Badge. then another vote for Benson Hamilton. Um, listen, Badge, Badge was out of position pretty much his whole time. Badge should have been playing the three position. Um, uh, if we could have kept – shout out, and that's, that's one of my close friends, even to this day, we still hang. Um, if they could have kept Badge – at what the threat that he was like badge can go coast to coast badge could handle badge could shoot. He, he was one of the most versatile guys at his size. And then they turned him into like a four and kind of beefed him up and Mm -hmm. took away some of the things that he was, he was strong at. And, and, and I I think that was a disservice to him. He sounds like a pretty prototypical three. Like we see now. Yeah. 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 Bruce Chubbuck was definitely that Bruce. Bruce was one of the hardest nosed guys that, um, that was was ever to come through through here. Um, he was undersized, played above the rim, 
Bruce um, had that good mid ranger. Um, that's the Bruce is kind of the 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 Bruce to me is what I would have hoped Derek Walker would have been. Because oh, Bruce can okay. Bruce can step out about 15, 18, stroke you, take you inside, drop you off. Um, Derek will bang, but but like, like, that's one of the things that kind of perturbs me. Like for me, when I was when I got near the rim in college, and you was you was near it, I was trying to put you in it. <laughs> Other than Denim Dawson on this team, I don't None know that. who that is. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> The last guy before Denim, I think, that had a little bit of that was Isaiah Roby. He attempted some absolutely audacious dunks, mm-hmm. but a quieter guy. Who's the guy for Nebraska moving forward that's that vocal leader, right? Because this team, I don't want to say they're dead or they're flat. There's just not always that juice, that spark. The only one that's that is Kase Tamanaga. He tries to do it. Um, is that who he is, or do you think he's trying I think, to I think that's it? I think that's who he is, but it comes across as over-trying. Mm-hmm. Over um, I don't. I I would. I think Bandamil was. You know, just the struggles probably caused a little bit more frustration with him and his mindset. But uh, I think he definitely was trying to uh, become that. They need to find it. They need somebody like for me. I was. I was a vocal. I was a vocal leader as well as a. You know, there's two different types. There's a vocal, and then there's a person that does it by by way of play. Um, I was vocal. Pykowski was play. Right. But I was also both. I, I was a combination. Jamar Johnson was vocal. Um, who else? Uh, TB was vocal. Jerron Boone was quiet. Um, so just in the team. Teron so Lou. Teron Lou. Mikey was energy court. Oh okay. Teron was court, not vocal. Gotcha. So, so we had a good mix of guys that that had a balance, but I was probably more of the the combo of both. Gotcha. One last thing before we play the shootout, uh, Brad from Baldwin says Bernard Garner. Yeah, B uh, BG uh, BG was was physical, strong, uh, didn't take no crap. BG was kind of like Oakley. He was like our Oakley. Ah. BG was like our Oakley. Like he didn't take no crap. He didn't let nobody, you know, we all kind of defended each other, but BG was the one that would really come to your defense if somebody tried to, you know, do something shady in the paint or something like that. BG was that guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Text line, thank you for all the names, all the interaction. Keep it going throughout the show. 402-464-5685 for any of your thoughts. Hey, that's the number. It's time to play the shootout. We got NBA leaders this season. Keep the basketball conversation going in the shootout next.